0: Bye. the common man in t-bone podcast is brought to you by care heating and cooling cold or sweaty is no way to go through life call my guys at care heating and cooling for all your heating and cooling needs call 1-800 cooling when you need a company you can trust and stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows i got bronchitis bye
1: Well, hello, everyone. Happy NBA playoff preview podcast day. I'm T-Bone. And along with Matt Hayes, who's joining me, we're going to do a little uh, NBA talk. We don't get to do on our shows
2: usually. Yeah, man. This is phenomenal. You and I love this. You know, we cranked out the first episode, which was a really good time. And hopefully people will enjoy this, but play in tournament right around the corner. But more importantly, the playoffs are right around the corner as well, and we got some very, very interesting storylines going on with these squads, Bo. Because it's, it's good stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited about it because you know, for a lot of the guys around here, and don't, don't get me wrong, we're sports guys. We love this stuff. I know you're a big golf fan, Maddie. Yeah, so like, we just had the Masters happen. Before that, we had all of March Madness mm-hmm. that put all the focus on college basketball. But as NBA fans, we've been sitting here kind of going, all right, that's, yeah, that's good. You got mm-hmm. all that. It's fun. Now, and, and NBA, or the NFL stuff has now ended too, and we got a little ways till draft day. So yeah. now we get to watch some playoff basketball and get started. What do you think overall of the play-in series? I mean, I know we had that last year. It's a thing that the NBA seems to really like. How do you feel about it? I had, I didn't love it last year.
2: I've been so used to one through eight, earn your way in. And then last year I watched the plan and I felt the excitement that came along with it with the Lakers being involved in it. And you had LeBron and Steph going at it, which was an all-timer when you talk to play in at least. So I'm starting to come around to it. I won't say I'm fully on board with it yet, but I think when you can lock in more narratives, more fun storylines towards the end of the season, I think it's great for the sport. And also I think it pushes these teams to continue to play well, right? We've seen so many teams get close to the end of the year and either tank games or whatever the situation may be. And I think this has brought more care to the sport within certain locker rooms. So as we are going to see another edition of this bone, I think when we get done with this one, I'll fully be on board with it because I think it's brought in a new angle to the NBA that's fun and created more games that really matter.
1: Yeah. I I tend to like it too. Although I'm with you that I feel like 82 games is plenty to figure out who the best eight teams are. If you didn't make it, I know there's injuries. I know lots of things happen, but you know, I I don't think anyone would truly have a problem with the idea that let's say Cleveland is the eighth best team in the East, right? I don't Mm -hmm. think anybody has a problem with the Clippers being the eighth best team and teams like new Orleans and San Antonio just missing out. Maybe they wouldn't have if, you know, We didn't have a play in series, but they were playing you had different stakes, right? Because they all knew all we have to do is get into this 910 spot and we're good Mm -hmm. uh, as far as the play in. So the Cavs are in that spot. We will talk about that. We will talk about uh, a team that I think you should root for if maybe you are a Cavs fan and your team gets eliminated or even if they don't, but you just want a team out west to pay attention to. Yeah. I'll give you my my. I'll stump for my favorite team. Let's put it that <laughs> way. Um, but also, we will uh, just get into some of the different storylines and matchups. Let's start with that Cleveland matchup, though, in the playing game. So here's their task. They are the eight seed. They play the seven seed Brooklyn. That is an automatic. You win that, you're in. Yep, you are in as the seven seed. Um, I, I don't want to cut this too short, but <laughs> Cleveland ain't winning that game. Okay, <laughs> like. I'm not trying to be mean to the Cavs. You have, this is a great young roster. I love this roster. It would be unthinkable for the Nets to lose that game. I, here's what, I, real quick before we get to this or game. Or maybe I'm wrong. No, maybe you don't. Maybe you think it is possible. I, real
2: quick, but I want to zoom out from the plan and zoom in real quick just on the Cavs as a whole this year. Okay, yeah. Because I think, Bone, if someone came to me and said, the Cavs are going to make the play-in. At the beginning of the season, yes. I would say that's a heck of a job that they did. Yeah, Along the way, there's been so many speed bumps. And on those speed bumps, they've all been labeled injury after injury. That's what they've been dealing with. So I think for J.B. Bickerstaff to get the Cavs to the plan, I don't know if I've heard enough about him winning Coach of the Year, which I think is a big-time malpractice around the league. Look, Monty Williams, Taylor Jenkins, your guy down there in Memphis, all deserving of it. I just think JB deserved a little bit more noise as far as his name being attached to that award because we weren't expecting this. If the Cavs were healthy, they'd be a four seed in my opinion, maybe a three seed. All their star players have been injured. So I just wanted to bring that up and get your feel on that. Like at the beginning of the year, if you were told, hey, the Cavs are making the play in, what would your reaction have been? Because mine would have been that's a heck of a year for a young team.
1: Yeah. Well and and you're right. And that's that's the Cav season overall has been surprising in a very good way. It is something that is unfortunate that as the season has gone on and injuries have mounted, you get the 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 fruits of your labor leave you with the chance to play the Nets to assure you are into the next round of the playoffs. That's right. The Brooklyn Nets are, of course, in a situation where uh, they had some injuries, too, notably mm-hmm. to Kevin Durant. They also had some self-inflicted wounds with Kyrie Irving not being available for home games for much of the season. Yeah, But that Brooklyn team is probably a one or two seed at worst. Mm-hmm. And that is after no, that's that's without Ben Simmons playing. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, obviously, James Harden's been shipped off to Philly like that's that's still a one or two seed with Kyrie and Kevin oh. Durant. They are, they are thin behind them, Yeah, but Kevin Durant in the playoffs is, a is different guy, beast. man. He's he is. a Slim
2: Reaper. Look, he doesn't like that nickname, but I'm hitting him with the nickname anyway. <laughs> KD, you're the Slim Reaper <laughs> in my book, Big Dog. But to your point, look, Vegas is telling us right now, they've got the third best odds to win the whole thing, and they've got to get through this playoff of the play, and excuse me, which is what we're talking about. So getting to the game, the playing game that we're going to see here right around the corner, we don't know what's up with Jared Allen. But if I knew if Jared Allen was playing, that would make me feel so much better about this for the Cavs because they don't have an answer for Kevin Durant. Nobody in the last decade has had an answer for that man. He is just unbelievable. But we also don't know if Seth Curry is going to play for Brooklyn either, which is a major thing as well because he's dealing with that ankle injury. So as we're sitting here with this game coming at us very closely, I'm not putting it to bed that the Cavs can get this done. We just saw them play Brooklyn a couple days ago, and that game was a decent game for Cleveland. They lost the game, but they didn't get blown out of the building. No,
1: they didn't. But Kevin Durant did not have his – He did Okay. He He didn't have his best game ever, and he had a triple-double. Correct. He he, he was not playing as good as we've ever – He was not at playoff level, Kevin Durant, and he, I think, set a personal record of 16 – like a career high, 16 assists in that game. Like he Yeah. No, so, so to, you're right. That's
2: that's the concern. You're leaning towards the favorite, and that's the right thing to do. My thing is this Cavs team, I think going up against a Brooklyn squad that doesn't play good defense, that the Cavs have shown that they can play good defense. That's true. I, I I'm just not putting it to bed that this is going to be close in the fourth quarter. If you're putting yeah. a water pistol to my head right now and making me pick. <laughs> I would pick Brooklyn. I would, because they've got the experience. They've got Kyrie, KD guys that have won championships, and there's guys along that bench too that have been around the block, and, and Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. So that is the favorite. But can a guy like Karis LeVert rise up? and oh, provide yeah. a spark of 15, 20 points maybe off the bench or whatever his role is going to be. Against his old team, of course. Correct. So yeah. they've shown us that they can do this, and you and I were talking this morning. K-Love, Kevin Love, right, coming off the bench. Another guy that's going to be in this type of stage. that's won a championship but obviously playing for Cleveland, he's been very solid coming off the bench for them. So I can't wait to see this. A lot of people should pick, pick, pick Brooklyn, excuse me, and rightfully so, But I'm down the middle still with this game, and I'm not going to be shocked, Bone, if we wake up Wednesday and the
1: Cavs are the seventh seed in the East. Well, let's put it this way. If you said, I don't know, mid-December, early January, if you said Cavs and Nets would have a playoff series Mm -hmm. and it would be something like, I don't know, in, in the realm of like second or third round. I think we wouldn't even totally throw that out and be like, that's impossible. Like that that would have actually made a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're only going to get one game as it stands right now between these two, I mean, theoretically anything could happen. They could, you know, they could both get in Mm -hmm. and then eventually see each other again in the playoffs. You never know, but that, that would be, we get the full series then and hopefully everybody gets healthier and that would be really good for Cleveland. But I'm looking more at Cleveland. If they do lose to Brooklyn, they're going to play the winner of the Atlanta Charlotte matchup. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like Charlotte, technically is the lower seed, but yeah, I wouldn't want to play Charlotte. There's just there's something about Charlotte that's just a little too frisky. I'm not I'm not excited about it. Not that Cleveland could beat both those teams, mm-hmm. and I think they would. Yeah, but char I would rather I would if I'm a Cavs fan, I'm watching and hoping Atlanta wins, and then the Cavs play Atlanta and win that game.
2: There's something about Charlotte that. Gives me
1: Memphis vibes. Not there. Yes. Not. There's when it, a little early. fun yeah. They're fun. Right. They, not. They like to have fun with. Yes. And they enjoy playing with each other. Yes. And they want as as uh Ja likes to say, as they all like to say, we want the smoke. Yes. Like they're not. We want to climb the
2: chimney. We're climbing the chimney. That's their thing <laughs> down there in Memphis. We ain't running from the smoke. We're climbing the chimney. So when it comes to Charlotte, like there's that feel of you get in a game with them, and you know watching Memphis games like. They can just become overwhelming with their style of play, yep. and if Lamelo Ball starts to get out in transition and he's shooting threes from half court and throwing lobs to Miles Bridges and Terry Rozier's lighting up and just all of these factors that they they can throw at you the way uh, Memphis can, I view them more as a a threat than Atlanta. But Atlanta, my gut like- is telling me that I shouldn't lean that way because we just watched Atlanta last year make a lot of lois in the playoffs, and we haven't seen Charlotte do it. But I'm going to roll with you because I think Charlotte overall, regardless of their seed, I think there's a the better team than Atlanta.
1: Yeah. So- I, well, I, I agree, and I think that Atlanta also has a little bit of I can't believe you're making me do this. You know, like there's yeah. there's going to – without a question, if you just go to a conference finals the year before and now you're in the bottom play-in game <laughs> – yeah. You obviously have to think we're better than this. We know we're Mm -hmm. we don't we shouldn't even have to be here. It's like a Karen in line at a gas station. Like, don't you know who I am? Like, I don't I shouldn't have to do this. Right. Like, and I could just see Charlotte being the the pesky person. Mm -hmm. Like, no, actually, you do have to stand in line. And actually, we're ditching in line and we're jumping ahead of you. We only need this one game. I think they just played the last few weeks or last month. And I want to say Charlotte won that game, too. So not that that matters. Mm -hmm. That's all different in the playoffs. But yeah, so. Cleveland Charlotte would be a fun matchup. Cleveland Atlanta would be a fun matchup too. I just feel like Atlanta is a better matchup for Cleveland, but they still you still have to deal with Trey. You still deal with yes, everything. I mean All it's, of that. And look, all these matchups. Atlanta has the best player of anybody I on those two. They got Ice Trey. Yeah. They got Ice
2: Trey, and that's an <laughs> absolute just heck of a show when you see him get rolling. But I'm here for all these matchups because we're talking Cavs Brooklyn, which is Darius Garland and Kyrie. And then we're talking either Trey Young and LaMelo Ball getting after Darius Garland. And Darius Garland has shown that he is oh, not yes. going to fold. He has shown the NBA this year. You guys guys, better start mentioning me when it comes to top 10 point guards of the future moving forward. Because he's that guy. He absolutely is that guy. And he has shown I, ever since Colin Sexton went down that I can hold it down. I can not only be a primary you know, score for this team, but I can be a primary ball handler and distributor as well. So to see him bone take this leap in year two right now for him or year three, wherever he's at in his career is tremendous and should bring Cavs fans a ton of confidence that in these games, in these settings, you know, that you have um, in any series, one of the best players in that series. And we know in the NBA, that's what matters the most. You got to have those top dogs. Yeah. Agreed.
1: Uh, it's it's going to be a fun little play-in matchup here this week, and then the playoffs as a, a whole get rolling this weekend. Run through real quick some Eastern Conference matchups. Miami, Boston are your two seeds, so whoever gets that eight seed is going to play Miami. So if it is, if you know, if that's the Cavs, if that's a likely path for them, let's just say to be fair, you know, try to break this down analytically, but also, you know, hopefully they get the seventh seed. The Boston series would be intriguing as well. Mm-hmm. Man, Miami is just They're they're not quiet. Everyone knows Miami's good, but if you have not, this is, I I feel like this podcast is going to hit some people who just really haven't watched the NBA outside of maybe the Cavs or maybe you haven't watched a lot of NBA at all this year. Miami is a freaking just group of dogs, man. They do not care about you. They do not care about your feelings. They will destroy you. Bone, do you remember the original Lion King? Yes. Remember the, yes. the the
2: three, those three hyenas that were uh-huh. just causing a whole bunch of smoke and static in that movie. Yep. That's Miami. Yeah. Cause I always mm-hmm. ask my, myself, if I'm one of these, let's say I'm Milwaukee or from Brooklyn and I get in, who do I not want to play in a series? Who do I not want to have to beat four times? It's Miami. Oh no. it's the That's why I got oh, the heat no. hat on today. I got it. We got to show them love. And Eric Spolstra, Hey, post LeBron era continues to show I'm one of the best coaches, Roman, the entire association. He's that guy, and the reason why I don't think they get talked about a ton is because they don't really have that superstar. It's a collective. It's, no, I mean, as far as like the Giannis caliber, yes, Lebron yes. caliber, you and I, we know Jimmy Butler.
1: He's never been that guy. Well, he he for a hot minute, right? Had his like flashes of. Right like national perception but yeah Giannis has all the commercials LeBron has all the movies Kyrie had Uncle Drew Mm -hmm. back in the day Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant like there and then you gotta that's just we're mostly talking guys that are playing in the east there LeBron is out west now but like there's a whole slew of guys out west that are really great too yeah Devin Booker Chris Paul like the list goes on and on and so he
2: just kind of is out there being really good yeah Selling Eat. his coffee, doing his thing down there in Miami, right? Hanging That's with thing. Rachel Nichols, whatever. <laughs> well,
1: well. well. <laughs>
2: What type, Alleg- of, hanging? Allegedly? Listen, what type Allegedly? of hanging was going on, we don't know. But, Allegedly. Uh, maybe somebody had all... to come, uh, you know, knock on the door and say, can you turn it down just uh, a little bit, <laughs> you
1: know, just turn it. But, to the bubble people. was a wild time, my friend. The bubble was a wild time. Oh, my
2: gosh. I wish I was uh, there. I, I know, wish I was there. I know. There. Man. Um, um, but anyway, all right. No, so just real quick, back to Miami. Miami bone. is
1: is fantastic.
2: They're phenomenal. And look, I think they're going to have the runaway sixth man of the year, Tyler Hero. I think he's going to take that to the bank. But yep. You look at their core, especially what they throw out there, and you you mentioned Jimmy and Kyle Lowry and Bam Adebayo. Like, those are all guys that are really, really good. And when you put those guys in one pot with the coaching that they have in Spo, I mean, we just saw them get to the finals in in the bubble a couple years ago. And they had a team that was very banged up in that finals. Who knows if they're healthy, if they could have got LeBron in in the Lakers. Who knows? But this is just what they do. They're that franchise in in this sport that – just continues to just turn out good year after good year and now the season's over and they're sitting there as, as the one seed and i just i think that would be very uncomfortable if you're philly milwaukee or brooklyn these teams that are have i think the most pressure on them to come out of the east to play miami or even boston in a series but more importantly miami because you're right they just get after you on both ends and they play with so much energy
1: well and and you there's so many things i want to bring up about the heat but Kyle Lowry is such a great point of a guy who toiled for many years north of the border and maybe people didn't pay as much attention mm-hmm. to his game but that is that is one of those guys that every basketball player has ever gone up against knows those guys where you're like I know he's good but he's not that good right and then and then he's all game long you're like I'm still this guy's wearing me out Busting like your tail. yeah and he is just relentless yeah. and like Jimmy Butler relentless. Mm -hmm. He's relentless. Bam Adebayo is a guy that's like, I don't, I don't think people realize how good he is just in the midst of everything making plays. They just got so many guys that play the whole game of basketball. Well, not they have a couple, they've got these guys who are really good shooters and these guys who are really good. They've got a bunch of guys who play every aspect of the game. Well, and if you just watch highlights or if you just watch Like, Mm -hmm. look for three-pointers or or the big dunk of the night. You would miss what a lot of these guys do. And the playoff teams, that's who usually Mm -hmm. does really well. Mm -hmm. Are the Heat, I'll pose this question. We can move off of them. Yeah. Are they one of the best organizations in all of sports? As far as they go back to the Dwayne Wade Mm -hmm. early Heat. Not early. I'm saying early 2000s. Where he won it almost by himself in that series against the Mavs where... Perhaps he got a few calls that the Mavs fans would disagree with over the years. But, like, they won that way. Mm -hmm. They obviously won with the big three. They've now gone completely off of all that. And still, Pat Riley having his fingerprints over all of this. Yeah. I mean, years ago when he was with the Knicks and the ownership of the Heat were like, we will do whatever it takes to get you down here. Yeah. That may have been one of the most monumental things that's ever happened in sports to change a franchise because ever since he got there, they've been a top-level. They were they were good before mm-hmm. that, but he turned them into a top-level organization. I, I think you absolutely nailed it with that question.
2: I think the answer to that question would be, yeah, they are one of the elite organizations in, in all the sports. I mean, you you mentioned the Don and Pat Riley, right? Like, he is the guy that has his fingerprints over all of this. I mean, Eric Spolstra's... His story is incredible, right? Remember, this was like a, a video analyst yes. within the Heat organization years ago. So that's a guy that has seen the culture. And we always throw that word out in sports, but I think in Miami it really matters just how they've built things for decades. Now, like, he knows what it's all about. So you have that guy who has grinded in that organization. Then he takes over on the sidelines, and he and Pat Riley are on the same page. And it's been well-documented how serious they take players' conditioning down there and the you know the fat percentage test that they do <laughs> on these guys and, and all that stuff, right? Like, it's real. And there's not a lot of organizations that do that. But I think when you have that structure and everybody locked into the same goal, this is what you get. And there's a reason why they've kept Udonis Haslem around on these vet minimum contracts for years and not just because of the incident we just saw a few weeks ago with Spo and Jimmy Butler, but just because he's the guy that year in and year out, if new faces come in there, they look at him and say, this is how we operate. And yep. that's why Pat Riley, yep. Udonis Haslam, Eric Spolster,
1: everybody is locked in and you get the results that we got this year. Yeah. Uh. So the culture big there in Miami. And, and I think they will be a very tough team to handle for whoever is fortunate enough to get that And real seed. quick.
2: You're right. Real quick. Like, I was talking about JB Bickerstaff and the job I think he's done. I mean, look at the games Jimmy Butler's missed this year. Yeah, look at the games right. Bams missed this year,
1: and they're still the one seed in the East. Yeah, everybody else's excuses. Well, we'd be the one seed if we didn't have all these guys <laughs> miss. Right, they did have all those guys <laughs> miss, and they're still the one seed. Right, so that's right. how good Miami's been. Uh, Boston, the two seed, the 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 Tatum Jalen Brown thing has. Uh, we we got to break them up. Get them, we yep. gotta Put them on separate teams. They can never play with each other. They're so <laughs> terrible for each other. Oh, look. Nope. They're actually this dominant force in the East. <sighs> oh, and are they the best defensive team you'll ever see? No, but they've got Marcus Smart and they've got... Pretty they've got, darn good. Which, by the way, he can't play point guard. Everything with them was wrong. Yeah. He can't play point guard... Then he does, and now it's like unlocked everything. Yeah, yeah. And I know I'm trying to remember their guy who's really good defensively. Just blew out it or didn't blow out his knee, but he's like an MCL. Robert, Will- he, Robert, Robert Williams, the Time Lord, that's his nickname. Yes, Time Lord, Time right? Lord. Yes. <laughs> so and, and they lost him. Yeah. And it's it's iffy if he'll be back yep. right for the playoffs. Yep, yep. Is the kind of the late thing. Mm-hmm. So if he comes back, they may they might be oh. the favorite to win it all. That's how good they've been at times this year yeah. without him. It's a little it different dicey. story. It, yes. it gets
2: dicey because to your point about their defense bone, he can be the guy that can take their defense from being good to elite when you have him kind of as an anchor. Cause when you got Tatum and Brown and Marcus smart, like I love those guys on the perimeter defensively. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? And that allows them to have a little wiggle room. Knowing, Hey, I got a dude behind me. That's going to be sending shots into the third row. If I give you have got to have an right? interior presence. So though. it's such a big deal. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it's a massive thing for them. But I, I think also a dude that kind of helped. Them continued to ascend was when they traded for Derek White from uh, San Antonio. Yep. Yep. He's just another guy, comes in, not sexy with his style of play, but defensively he's good. Offensively, he's efficient enough for what they want to do. And the whole Tatum and Brown conversation I thought was always nonsense because we always hear, you know, you want to have wings, right? You want to have guys 6'6 to 6'10 who can yes. do it on both ends of the floor. They have two of those guys. It's mm-hmm. just. I think there was a little impatience going on with Boston fans because remember, they were knocking on the door and they went to a game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals against oh, sure. LeBron. And yeah. that happened very quickly for them when those guys were what, 22, 23. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you reach a certain level, everybody just thinks, hey, now we got to take the next step. And they they hadn't done that. Um, but I just, conti- I just think you continue to roll with these guys. And now, like we're looking at these dudes that have all of this experience that aren't going to flinch. And yes, I put them right. in that same category with Miami. Like, you don't want to play this team, and especially in that building. Like, that's one of the best atmospheres, historic. We know what Boston's all about, and they are just tough, man. They are just really, really tough. So when you got two guys that can go out there every night and give you 25, they can go toe-to-toe with anybody in the East.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they, they've got agitators. They've got everything you want on a on a good championship-quality team. I think to your point, though, like, you said it takes time and, and sometimes we get a little too ahead of ourselves. I feel like we let the, the way that we talk about football, the way as fans, we think about football dominate all the other sports when yes. in reality, in the NBA, if you've got two or three good players, you should be good every year for five, six, seven mm-hmm. years. That's if you can keep them all together, right? Yeah. NHL, good young players, five, six, seven, eight year. Like it's not anything to see a good young player turn into a really good veteran for, and, and suddenly it's like, 10, that guy's been playing for 10 years at an elite level. We right. just kind of ignore him. Baseball, that's what we have with pitchers all the time. It's like you have these guys who it's like, oh, he blew it in this game. Well, mm-hmm. he's Clayton Kershaw, though, so let's not give up on him completely because he was Clayton Kershaw. Right. Like, just only in the NFL are we like, oh, yeah, had three bad games? Fire him. Yeah. Get a new guy. <laughs> Got to draft a quarterback. And yet we do that now with the NBA where it's like that Celtics team oh, is know. good. We should have been patient yep. and not been so crazy to write him off. Uh, all, oh, and then the third seed just happens to be the defending champs. Yeah, Milwaukee Bucks with yeah. with, with like all these guys who at, Again, I, I like to equate NBA players who are ridiculously talented mm-hmm. to basic YMCA pickup games But if you were at the Y and you would, you would look at some of the guys on that roster not not the freak mm-hmm. not Giannis yeah. but yeah. Every, almost everybody else should be like that's a bunch of old guys. Yeah. We're gonna run right over them, and then those old guys you found out really like each other and really hate you, yeah. and they will run you like yes. that's. They that's, just know how to play. They know how to. Pl- they got everyone like, it, who is like not here for the BS. Right, they right. are just here to play basketball. You're right. You're dead on. And and, like, like, and then you're like, we got run by twenty by that. Yeah, we didn't even score. Like so that's just who these guys are.
2: It's happened to me a couple times this season, Bone. Where I'm like, okay. I'm starting to warm up to maybe Brooklyn or maybe even Philadelphia right when James Harden got there. And I'm like,
1: I watch Milwaukee and I'm like, that's the best team. Like that's the best team. The best team with the best, in my opinion, the best player. And that is always going to be a debate between him and Kevin Durant, but Giannis team like, yeah. At the
2: end of the day, that's it. And I think we do this a lot in sports as well. When it comes to a champion that doesn't completely reset their roster or a player that we've seen do it year in and year out, we become kind of numb to it. And I think we just came off the season right where we had we watched Milwaukee do it in this past off season. It didn't do much tweaking. It's the big three with, you know, Giannis Drew, and Chris Middleton. And you got Bobby Portis. And look, they brought in Grayson Allen. But other than that, it's the same cast of characters. So I think along the way this season, we're just like, all right, it's Milwaukee being Milwaukee. And Giannis is having another MVP caliber season. But now that we're to this point, like they got it all. They absolutely yeah. have it all, and their record with the, their big three, if you will, is spectacular when they all play together this year, so they yeah. haven't lost a ton of games. I don't even think they've lost more than, I want to say off top of my head, six games with those guys when they played together this year on, on the floor, so... They're going to be tough, man. They're going to be really, really tough. And a guy like Bobby Portis has been one of the better players this year. I wouldn't be surprised if he wins most improved player with what he's brought to the table. So I'm glad that you brought up Milwaukee because I think that some of these other teams have either some very interesting narratives that are more entertaining to talk about or their style of play is more aesthetically pleasing for our eyes. But at the end of the day, you still got to take the trophy from the champs and they may be better than what they were
1: last year. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you. I think they're just sitting there enjoying the fact they're a three seed. (laughs) They, yeah, that that was that's they're they're fine with all that. And their matchup with Chicago would have been more intriguing. Alonzo Ball out for the season, and Chicago this after the All Star. If you watched Chicago early in the season and got to the All Star break, I'm like, oh, they're still probably the Bulls, right? Well, no, No. it's not. It's not quite been the same since. So they they are going to struggle to beat this Milwaukee team. The only other matchup talk about here, Philly Toronto notable because of course that's let's see what you know can happen with James Harden in that scenario obviously Joel Embiid hasn't a case for MVP this yeah. year uh but Toronto good defensively still mm-hmm. a very solid one of those other really good mm-hmm. organizations every year they Philly cannot bring Matisse Stibel with them to the away games because of vaccination status. So yep. one of their better players, one of their big contributors not available and one of their great defenders. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to even things up in the series. I still think Philly gets it done, but it's giving me strange vibes. Yeah, it's giving me
2: very yeah. strange vibes. What's going on with him? Because Harden has not been great. He has not been great recently, and the nickname Brick Ross I think is the best <laughs> nickname in the NBA right now, like the slimmed-down version of Rick Ross in <laughs> the NBA is Brick Ross, like I'm in on that completely, yeah. but Bone, like, I think our the first pod we did, I think we may have threw out there that I think of all the players that we're looking at for the rest of the season, I think James Harden has the most pressure of anybody playing yeah, yeah. in the playoffs this year just because of everything that we've gone through to this point with him. He's always gotten what he wants. And now we're back here again. And like you said, he's playing next to maybe the MVP this year. Let's see it, man. Like, you do all this talking about I'm this, I'm that. And, you know, you you feel like you don't need to play with KD and Chris Paul and Kyrie and the list goes on and on. Now you're in another situation to where you got a a top five guy with you and the stage is set for you Mm -hmm. to make some noise. But this Toronto team, they ain't no joke. It's not sweet playing against them. I mean, they may have the rookie of the year and Scotty Barnes, but – that collective core in Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet and even Nick Nurse as their head coach, they've been they've been they won a championship yeah, together. Yeah, they're
1: not they're not scared by any no. stage. They're not right. scared by anybody standing across and then so, you're right. And then so, and then when you bake in
2: the just the kind of floating rumors about Doc Rivers here recently with is he gonna be the Lakers head coach next and just all mm-hmm. that stuff like sure. where are they internally right now as a team and especially James Harden who has been kind of limping down the stretch of the season, I'm leaning
1: Toronto. Yeah, in this series, right. they they remind me of their their mentality has an, a tendency to occasionally get way ahead of itself and not be in the moment. Like sometimes I feel like they get into the well, when we win this championship, what will the parade look like? And yeah. It's like, don't worry about that problem right now. Let's worry about getting out of this first round. because yeah. it's. And I'm not saying that they're overconfident. I'm saying mm-hmm. there's just been a lot put on them. And now I it's agree. time and not, I don't even mean as a team. I mean, as individual players, yes. Right, like James Harden has had a lot put on him over the years of he's one of these greats. And then he is consistently under delivered on that. Mm-hmm. So now he's got a chance to prove that yep. different. So does Joel Embiid. So, and of course, they're all going to remember how things went, you know, when uh, a <laughs> certain shot rattled in ding, one year. Ding, yeah. Ding. I don't think that's going to be lost on Philly. There's no Kawhi all. floating around though, right? No, no. no. <laughs> no Kawhi floating around, right? No. Uh, technically, he's out West. Uh, we'll talk Western Conference here too. Um, and then we'll, we'll kind of wrap it up with our little playoff preview here. But uh, the the storylines there, just the play in teams real quick, Minnesota and LA, the Clippers, I mm-hmm. should say. It's not not those Lakers. No. We, we know no, about that. The Lakers no. did not make the playoffs. And I'm sure we could do a whole hour on that if we wanted to, but we'll we'll <laughs> save that for another time. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, very up and down. Anthony Edwards, Ant Man, come for the show. That's my guy. Just some nights you get a you get a two for fifteen out of him out of nowhere, and you're like, yeah. where did that come from? Mm-hmm. As long as that doesn't happen, I think they win this game. But that's uh, that's an intriguing, that's a fun little uh, one game series. Heck of a there. heck of a matchup because Car
2: Anthony Towns can be easily the best player in that game. Yes, he can. I'm gonna wrote the Clippers on this one. I'm gonna wrote the Clippers. I think they've been this sleeping team all year that's been injured obviously Paul George and Kawhi we haven't seen them but they they made the trade for Norm Powell which Mm, has been really good and I think you know T. Lou deserves his flowers man I mean this is a guy now that's shown us the last two years since he's been the head coach of the Clippers that he can make a case to be one of the game's best with everything that he's had to deal with so I'm gonna roll with the Clippers on that I think they showed us last playoff series uh, last season that they can be very dangerous and if they get in that seventh spot Man, you're talking Memphis and the Clippers potentially
1: in round yeah, one of the playoffs. Could a, that could be Sign a series. Sign me up. That could be a definitely fun series for sure. Uh, if whoever loses that game will play the winner of New Orleans and San Antonio. San Antonio has been a frisky, fun team. Mm-hmm. Not nearly expected to be in this position at this point. But Deontay Murray has yeah, been man, the truth. a, the a the phenomenal truth. player to watch. Yeah, And the Pelicans just to give five seconds to that yeah no Zion all year we know that story he's jumping on trampoline floors or whatever he's got going on (laughs) on that training floor that they're playing on but but New Orleans went out and I mean they still have Brandon Ingram who's Mm -hmm. who's been pretty good he's the truth yeah and and then they go out and add in CJ McCollum who I've always liked and thought is not not he's a good second fiddle he's Mm -hmm. a he's kind of a a poor man, Scotty Pippen in some ways to whoever your big dog is mm-hmm. on your team. Mm-hmm. If Zion were to come back and be healthy at some point next year, or, you know, whatever yeah. that could be a really scary squad. But as of right now, they got a chance to go actually get an eight seed and be in the playoffs yeah. for real. And that you saw all the things they were tweeting out. That's all folks at the Lakers with all that. Of after, course they got to take their shots, man. Anthony Davis is sitting at home and this is the team. I mean, he got a championship in sure, between. Sure. I don't think right, he cares, right. but yeah, this is, It's 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 something.
2: And to your point, you know,
1: how about former
2: Cavs GM and Griff, right? David Griff takes over the Pelicans. Look, he got dunked on last year for Mm -hmm. some of the moves he made and rightfully so. But he got up off the mat and turned this thing around. And you you talk about C.J. McCollum, him being really good and averaging right around 25 this year. But a guy like Josh Hart, who was a former Laker, got out of there. Now he found himself in New Orleans. He has played well, so whether it's Josh Hart or Jonas Valanciunas outside of the big two that you mentioned, um, that could be a fun game. I'm going to roll with New Orleans. I want to see New Orleans get in because I do think a guy like C.J. McCollum could really use that type of stage away from Damian Lillard to show who he really is as a player because I think if we get to see C.J. possibly be a top dog in, let's say, a game or two in a series, people will really figure out that this dude can go. He he really can
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, pride of uh, guy from Ohio, CJ McLeod, no doubt, man, Canton big Gladio. Browns fan. Yeah, yeah, he's CJ's. I, I don't think we talk enough about that dude, man. Yeah, had the man. run in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, he he's he's I, he's one of my fa- he had a big wine connoisseur. Mm-hmm. Like he was one of the guys that had wine like shipped in in the bubble, right? Where he was like, no, cases I have to have cases. have cases of wine. Yeah, so he was. I like that. He's yeah. he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Um, as far as your uh, top six teams in the Western Conference. Phoenix again, the dominant team in yep. the NBA this year. Not even close. No one in the regular season can touch them. But yeah, they they have some inju- They had some injuries they were dealing with, mm-hmm. uh, most notably to CP3. But he is back. He is good. They are fully functioning and ready to go. Their challengers to that throne in the West were Memphis for a hot second. Memphis took over, and then Phoenix came back and and got it. But I, I will. I'll, I'll. We'll have more time to talk about the Grizzlies. I hope down the road, but. Yeah. That's my team that is fun to watch this year. I have watched probably more of their games than any other team. The fact that Jaron Jackson Jr. has been healthy all year, Mm -hmm. get ready for this playoffs Mm -hmm. to be his showcase. I feel like he missed most of last year, and people who watch Big Ten basketball know about him, but this guy is ready to show up. And and he's not the only one. They've got so many other guys on this team, and notably John Morant, who's back healthy too now after being out for a few weeks with a mm-hmm. knee scare, but they don't seem to miss a beat when no, he's out. No, no. So, so we've got Tom Brady and
2: LeBron putting father time to the test. We're going to, we're going to have this Memphis Grizzlies squad put that label of young teams don't win championships to the test Yep. because they've continued to show us this entire year to where they've gone up against the elite. We can beat them with or without Jaw. to your point. They've handled all this all year, and they're not shy about who they are. They're not shy about talking trash. We mentioned they want all the smoke. They said, we want to climb up the chimney. That's their thing. Like, yeah. that's what they want to do. It's just going to be when it slows down a little bit and the game slows down, how do they handle that in the playoffs? Because I'm, I'm with you. They have everything. They have everything that you could want to win a championship. We just haven't seen them do it round after round yet yet as a collective last year, they had some good moments and look, they're not scared of golden state. They beat a team in golden state last year. They're not scared of any of these teams. It's just the game changes in the playoffs as you know. And are they ready to go into another gear that they haven't had to go to yet as a unit?
1: That's the only question I have because talent wise, they can go toe to toe with anybody. Well, they did. They, they just had Phoenix where Phoenix was trying to get the franchise record for wins in the season. And, that is one where Memphis did not have jaw nope. and they won. Yep. And they, and that was a game Phoenix desperately wanted to get that and to say, no, we got it against one of the best mm-hmm. teams and they didn't do it. No and Memphis was for sure saying, we we need to stop that from happening. So you've got the Grizzlies team and you mentioned golden state. Let's let's, here's the thing on golden state this year for that. Why are they a three seed? Mm-hmm. Because their big three have played a total of seven minutes together on the floor. Yeah. Steph is now ouchie. Before that, you obviously had Clay Thompson coming back from his injury, mm-hmm. and yeah, I mean, and Draymond had been hurt in between those two. So yep. the their big three have been on the floor for a combined seven minutes last year when Memphis beat them in the play-in. They did not have Clay, so mm-hmm. this is this is Golden State is no one to sleep on. Of course, we know the talent level there, and if they get. All their guys with Jordan Poole going to like, yeah, man, we seen it's this
2: movie before scary. We've seen this movie before. And that's one of those teams where I'm not too concerned. I'm not concerned at all about the lack of time that they played together because they have that in their memory bank. Clay, that big three, they know, Hey, when we get out here, they know what to do. I know where you're going to be. You know where I'm going to be. We know all these set plays, everything that we've done for years and won a championship and gotten to a championship level. Um, Together as a unit, hey, let's just pick up where we're going and I'm glad you brought up Jordan Poole He's gonna get a huge contract at the end of the year. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins has gone the other way in the second half but first half that do was an all-star starter. So It's just gonna be about can a rookie and Jonathan Kaminga is he gonna be ready to contribute in, in the playoffs and he's shown some flashes Those type of guys if they join the party and that big three gets to rolling and they create that avalanche that we've seen them create Year in and year out. It's gonna be scary season in the West, they're just limping into this thing. And as you mentioned, there are three guys that are going
1: to play so many minutes where their body's going to be round after round in the playoffs. Yeah. Phoenix. So to recap, Phoenix is the best team in the regular season and they were in the finals last year. So they're tough out. Memphis is the frisky, new, exciting, fun, yep. maybe a little ahead of schedule, but they can be dangerous with any one team. And they're, they're like some of the other teams you mentioned in the East that play well together and really like to play with each other. They've got that. And one yeah. of the best players on the floor every night, no matter what series you're going in with jaw golden state is golden state. Like we just said, and they've not reached their full potential yet of what they can be. And then you got Dallas who a lot of that, that's where to me, those top three are kind of the separation. Luca is the story with Dallas. Luca just got Luca Doncic just got a calf mm-hmm. strain last game Oof. before this playoff. So he's got a week to come back from that six days. Yeah. That's going to be tough. But man, if he's not full go, not that Dallas sucks. They're the four seed, but mm-hmm. a lot of that is because of how good he is. And without him, that team is different. They
2: are completely different, and the timing is absolutely terrible because they're going to be going up against what a Utah team, I believe, is at five yeah. seed in that four or five matchup. And that's the team you want to play because there's just so much drama oh, around Utah right now. Spider Mitchell, oh, Donovan Mitchell, and
1: Rudy Gobert they, apparently hate each other for yes. those who have not followed that. And yes. it's, it's to the point that Quinn Snyder had to come out their head coach and like. Give a 15-minute press conference yeah. about how it does that is not true. They yeah. do not hate each other. It's, which means it's true. Yes, which means of course it's true. it
2: means it's true. In the same thing that we mentioned with Doc Rivers earlier, you got to bring up now with Quinn Snyder, because his name's been brought up with this Lakers job. So where are they at as a team? Like the on the court stuff hasn't been great. And everything that we've been seeing and reading with our own eyes over the last couple months is the two-star players cannot stand each other. There's been video clips of Rudy Gobert sealing off dudes in the paint which would be layups if you got him the ball, Donovan Mitchell won't even pass him the rock. Won't it's, even pass him the rock. So, look, we don't have to go back to a couple years ago with the, the COVID stuff for Rudy Gobert, but a lot of people think it started there, and over the last couple of seasons, this thing has gotten really bad, and it's starting to show on the floor. So just to tie that in with Dallas... The timing of that injury is awful because that could have been a potentially a series to where you beat them in 5. Just the vibes around uh, around the Jazz
1: are so bad.
2: I don't think they want to play together
1: anymore. No, I don't think so either. Well, you know, it couldn't happen to a nicer fan base. I've always heard that <laughs> Utah Jazz fans are so wonderful every time so players kind. come. Play
2: so kind.
1: Good for them. I hope that I hope the I hope you get swept. <laughs> I hope you get swept out by Dallas. Probably won't happen though cuz without if if again, if Lucas healthy, different story. Yeah. It's still going to be a tough series but mm-hmm. if he's not healthy Utah probably wins that yeah. uh and then Denver with the joker who gets i just <laughs> completely underrated i if it, i don't know if he's underrated or not i feel like not enough is said about how great he mm-hmm. is because he's just on another another level as far as seeing basketball and Incredible. playing basketball any he, he looks like i mean everyone's version of a slob like he just doesn't look like anyone who should be that good at basketball but the monster man it's a monster good luck to these MVP
2: voters splitting hairs between (laughs) Jokic and and Bede and and Giannis those guys right there at the top because I mean you can look at all the numbers all these guys have uh, amazing numbers it's just about what matters most to these voters but Jokic you're right I mean his ability to be a big but also a point guard with the amount of times he has to rock in his hand and how he just stands at the top of the key and just drops off all these dimes all his teammates um, I would like him a lot more if I knew Jamal Murray was
1: in the mix. That's been a thing that's yes. been floating. Oh as, man, he's suppo- like getting injured before the playoffs last year, or was it? It was during the playoffs last year, yeah. right? That team was good enough mm-hmm. to possibly go make a run at a finals, right? And Jamal Murray is a difference maker. Absolutely, he I is. love watching his game, and it's so sad that he's been on the shelf all year. I haven't heard the latest. Is he? He's been. I read a story last
2: week that he's ready. Okay, but the team is being very cautious with him. Well, that which I don't understand. Time for caution is out the it's window. Like
1: it's it's go time. It's time to go. Like it's it's go time now.
2: I would love to see what that looks like over the next couple of days because I, I think there are people in that neck of the woods, Bone, that think he can go out there and play. It's just the team. You know how they get with these guys that they've you know dished out some money to. They're thinking four or five year window. They're not thinking yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. us, which I, I disagree with. I, I'm with no, you. I disagree I you with. Don't wanna, but
1: you don't want to brush him back. We've seen that happen with guys. They get rushed back and yeah. go ask Clay Thompson. Go ask Golden State. Their their matchup in the first round. Yep. Like you would not want to rush a guy back and yeah. then have him blow it out again. And suddenly they've you... got
2: two huge pieces that if, you, if they stay healthy around oh, yeah, Jokic, yes, are going to be dangerous for years to come. Michael and and Porter, Michael Jr., Porter Jr., yeah. who they've committed a lot of money to, and Jamal Murray. Those guys give them 75 games a year in the regular season. I don't think we're going to be surprised in years to come if they're going to be the one seed in the West because they have... The root, they have
1: one of the strongest roots to build around in in the Joker. Um,
2: It's just about their core guys being out there on the floor. Yeah,
1: so fun playoff discussion here, and and hopefully if you're an NBA fan, hopefully you've enjoyed this. We'll probably do something closer to maybe like the conference finals. We'll jump back in on this. Do you want to give a prediction of who you think will end up in these conference (sighs) finals if you had to right now? I
2: am going to go, I think we get the one and the two seed in the West. Uh huh. I hope so. I think we get Phoenix and be, Memphis in the West. That'll be a hell
1: of a series if that happens. Although, God, Golden State makes it so tough if they're all healthy and good. Oh, who you got in the East? That one is so. I'm gonna I'm gonna put Milwaukee in for sure. Yes. And I can't. And and the, just the reasoning on that is, I feel like there's there's I I can't undercut the champs given everything that they are and everything they have. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say, but. I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna have to. Well, I've got to think of the seating though because I don't remember. We don't how know all works it's. Out. It's not completely that's set. That's right. That's yet. right. Yeah. Well, let's just say the two best teams I think right now in the East are Miami and Milwaukee. So that's who I would like to see in the Eastern Conference Finals. Other than the Cavs, who I would like. Here's to see. what I'll give you but right now. But that Brooklyn thing.
2: Here, right, here's what I'll give you right now, Bone. I'll. I think Milwaukee's coming out of the East. Okay. Okay. That's what I'll give you right All now. Right. With the, without you, the
1: matchups being Milwaukee set, Milwaukee will play someone in the finals. But yeah, no. But I'm saying you—it's Milwaukee in the East. They come out of the East. Yes, could be, a, could be a Miami, Boston, or I'm—I would say you, if you're looking for another team there, it's got to be Brooklyn, right? Those are probably the three teams you'd favor to go against. Milwaukee. I would lean that way. Okay, I would lean that way. Man, right now, water pistol to your head, <sighs> Milwaukee, Boston, or Brooklyn? Who's the best team? Milwaukee. It's Milwaukee. Yeah. I, I want to pick a new team, but they're those dudes, man. They're those dudes. I know. Fear the deer, as they say. Right. All right. We'll do this again. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Let us know either way on social media. Uh, you can tweet either of our shows and uh, tell us what you thought. If you enjoyed this, we'll do another one. If not, we'll just go watch basketball by ourselves. And that's, <laughs> that's like, fine with it's us. fine with me. We're totally confident in ourselves to do that. All right. Take care and enjoy all the basketball. We'll see you in a few months.
0: Hey, common man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What
1: do you think I mean, bald? Bald? Bald, bald. Here's
0: man and bone. I want to point something out. All right? I, too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah. For almost 20 years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills, like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny cuz we were watching last night I had the
1: NBA games on and uh ESPN
0: a fat white guy with his bald. No, is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off, I don't think. No, I have like shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance.
1: That's I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is you gotta do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah. Like I have the stubble going and sometimes it gets a little longer that's shave it back
0: down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing. That's a whole nother level of Like Stanley of Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn. But you're you, saying- I, I think you're people get the wrong impression. You would accuse me of it even though
1: you know me and know I would never do right. something like that. I, kno- I know. I've know, i known this, you for
0: years. That's bad. <laughs> but I would just yell well, racist at you and
1: run away. Well, I'm glad I don't shave my head all the way down then. Is it okay where it is now? Because oh, I just fine feel, now. Okay, good. I yeah, just want to make sure. Look like
0: every other fat- Soccer-loving yes. guy. Good. Right I,
1: don't, I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate, so good.
0: All right. A special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends, because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something.